Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Good morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time it is where you're at. Welcome to Collider Dailies. I'm John Algetz, and with me, as always, is... Maggie Lovett. Hey, Maggie, how you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing from your sewing room? <laughs> I Hey, this is not just any sewing room. This is my childhood bedroom that I am uh, currently occupying. Uh, it is now my my mother's sewing room, as you can tell from like the, the quilting stuff over here. And there's like, there's lovely storage on the twin bed that is so nicely still in here. Uh, but it is a, uh, it is, it, I've got, I've got a lot of memories in this room, just not memories where it looked like this. Uh, <laughs> but you know, how are you doing, Maggie? Anything like emotionally scarring happened to you this weekend? Well, I finally finished one of my Baldur's Gate 3 playthroughs. I have about 20 different playthroughs, and I had been unable physically to finish them. Uh, and I finally persevered, and I, I did it. Um, and yeah, I am um, going to need at least like five to seven business days to like fully emotionally process the ending. The epilogue really business helped. Business days. Yeah. Like, I, uh, yeah. The epilogue really I still, to, I still need to do the epilogue. Yeah, I'm glad that they added that. Um, that was kind of a, a, a partial, like a partial reason for why I hadn't finished it yet, because I knew how the game ended and I wasn't really happy with not really being able to interact with any of my like companions that don't go with me to fight the Netherbrain. And so once they released the epilogue, I was like, well, I guess I have to go do the battle and like finish the game for real. Um, yeah, I definitely solidified the fact that I am indeed a Gale girly. It made me very, very happy. The entire ending, if you romance Gale, uh, was just chef's kiss. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy. Um, I started going through my other playthrough afterwards and trying to work that one towards the end um, where I'm romancing Starian and Halson. So I'm curious to see how that one pans out. So, 
it was hard. It was emotionally devastating. Well, I'm sure that uh, you'll be able to soldier through, power through all of your very, very heavy emotional feelings. Uh, just wait until you start a Dark Urge playthrough. Then you're going to be in uh, oh, I have a, a dark different urge kind of old hurt. Yeah, I have a Dark Urge playthrough, and um, I will unfortunately only ever be able to have three companions in that one because I made some very bad mistakes, and everyone is dead. <laughs> are they mistakes or are they happy accidents? I don't know, man. It was pretty devastating to accidentally kill all the teethlings. I did not do it. I accidentally aggroed a druid, and they took out the entire camp before I talked to Will. It was bad. And then it, my game glitched when I finally got to Carlac, and she was like, you killed the tieflings. I'm like, how the hell do you even know that? <laughs> this is our first time meeting. And I had a killer, so it was rough. Uh, it could be. No, that's pretty bad. I was going to say it could be worse, but I don't know if it could be much worse than that. Yeah, it wasn't fun. The, the goblin party is not as fun as the tiefling party. Zero ten. Unless you're romancing Minthara, but that's a that's well, a whole other. I then I turned her down and she attacked me at the goblin thing, so she's also dead. <laughs> like when I tell you, everyone is dead. <laughs> Cursed. All like... right. Enough of that silliness. I will say uh, one thing though. It is worth noting that I am in my childhood bedroom, as we pointed out. We are also. I am also in rural Oregon, so uh, internet is kind of spotty. If I just suddenly drop off or freeze or anything like that. I apologize profusely. There's not a lot that I can do about that. Uh, but with that being said, today we have quite the show for you. We're gonna be talking about Saw 11 being announced. We're going to give our thoughts on the whole Doctor Who by generation thing. If you haven't uh, uh, watched Doctor Who, you're not gonna wanna stick around for that third topic because it's gonna be all of the spoilers. Uh, but first, let's talk about Pixar movies returning to theaters. So it, it turns out that three Pixar films, uh, Soul, Luca, and Turning Red, are going to get a uh, another chance in theaters. Uh, those are those are three films that were released during the pandemic. They were released primarily Disney Plus only. Uh, I say primarily because certain regions that didn't have Disney Plus. They were released theatrically, but a lot of major markets, they weren't. So they're going to be releasing in January in theaters uh, so that you can have an opportunity to see them on the big screen or have an opportunity to take your little ones to see them on the big screen. Maggie, how are you feeling about this? Do you think that this is something that is a, a net positive or just more more noise at the theater? Um, I think it's a great idea anytime that films can get a wider release um, and also kind of get their day in the theaters. I think it's a great opportunity for them. And it was a real shame that most of these did not get to really see any theatrical runs. Um, it'll be curious to see like how the box office numbers actually do. Um, but I also think it's symptomatic of the fact that like a lot of things didn't get made this year because of the strikes. And so they're trying to find things to like fill it in. So while I want to believe that it's because somebody at Disney was like, oh, Oh, shucks these movies never got to be in theaters let's put them in theaters i think it's it's more ah oh, shucks we didn't make a deal sooner and now we don't have movies for a couple of months so of these of these three films which one if you were going to go see one in theaters which of the three would you go with i assume you saw all three yeah wow 
I don't know. Because I've seen them all and like and, and at this point, but I think that this is more for like children and people wanting to take their kids to stuff and getting them entertained and that kind of stuff. So like for me, I, it's, I, I don't know which one I would choose off the top of my head <laughs> simply because I have seen all three of them already and, you know, they are on Disney Plus. So I don't know. For me, it would have to be Luca. I enjoyed yeah, that like film. Luca was the one I was thinking. I was like, maybe Luca, but yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed all three, but I think that Luca was the one that definitely like it stayed with me the longest. It's one of those things where I was thinking about that movie a couple of days afterwards, whereas turning red and soul, I just didn't like, I enjoyed them a lot while I was watching them, but then when it was over, it was done. I didn't think yeah. about them beyond that. I do like turning reds like boy band aspect. And I think that would look really cool on the big screen, that whole sequence. So maybe turning red hard good options they're, they're all the really good movies so hopefully people go and see them on the big screen i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. You know what else you should probably see on the big screen? Saw 11. At least it seems like that's what we're going to be getting. Uh, Lionsgate posted a uh, posted some stuff on social media yesterday that seemingly announced Saw 11 going to be coming out in September of next year. Uh, this is I'm stoked for this because I loved Saw 10 when I saw it. Uh, it was not my favorite saw, but I definitely did enjoy it, and I definitely appreciated the direction it was going. Maggie, are you much of a are you much of a saw fan? Not really. Um, the only one I liked was uh from the book of Saw. I actually really enjoyed that one. Um, really? Yeah, I watched it over breakfast. I got the screener and I wrote my review for it and watched it over breakfast. I think you like. At least as far as like Saw aficionados go, you might be a little bit in the minority. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah 100%. I don't feel like no, that many, as many people liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I really like, I really like Max. Um, so I mostly watched it for him. Uh, but then I was like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. Like I'd never released, really, I think I'd seen the first Saw um, some point when I was younger. And it wasn't for me. And then I enjoyed the book of Saw simply because it, it felt slightly different than yeah. like one of the mill Saw story. Um, and I knew nothing. So I went in fairly like oblivious to the universe and had a good time. So maybe that's why I liked Saw 10 so much was because it after Spiral, it felt like it was returning to the horror soap opera that is the Saw franchise because yeah. that's effectively what you're watching. You're watching a, a soap opera with dismemberment. Uh, it's one of the most in interconnected and interwoven narratives in horror. I'm actually really surprised that they managed to maintain that for the mm -hmm. better part of 10 entries. Uh, Jigsaw and Spiral kind of went off on their own things. Uh, but for the most part, it's all been one interconnected narrative that I've really enjoyed. So seeing more of that with Saw 11 is going to be 
uh, definitely a highlight of next year in the fall for me personally, Maggie, it really sounds like you're not, <laughs> you're not as on board for this. I mean, I'm ha like I've said in the past, like I am not a horror girly. I have very niche tastes when it comes to the horror genre. Um, I'm not usually a big fan of like anything that could potentially be like neck stuff. I don't like people getting anything done to their necks and there has been that in Saw. Uh, so I try to stay away from that, um, uh, cause it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Uh, so <laughs> knowing that there are like lots of like dismemberment and like body horror tells me that that is not for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you know what is for you though? And I know that it's for you because we've talked about it before on the show. Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we got our, we got our third of the three. 60th specials this last weekend and it ended in one of the more bonker ways that i absolutely did not see coming that being uh by the way spoilers if you haven't watched these specials now is your time to get off thank you for tuning in uh but we're gonna be just diving into this totally and absolutely uh it ended with a by generation as opposed to a regeneration which is just a fancy way of saying uh he split like an amoeba and now there are two doctors there's david Tennant and there's shooty gatwa and uh yeah i didn't see that coming i i gotta say it it caught me completely and totally off guard maggie how do you feel about the prospect of a by generation and what it could mean for the future of doctor who so I will be perfectly transparent in saying that I have not yet had time to watch all three of the specials. I decided very early on that I was not going to watch them until all three were out because I was not emotionally ready to see David Tennant regenerate again. Um, I took that very hard as much as I loved Matt Smith. Um, I never really fully recovered from losing David Tennant's doctor. Uh, and I was just like, you know what? I'm not emotionally stable enough for this. Uh, so I opted to just like watch clips from the episodes and then read uh, Sam's reviews on collider.com every weekend to see what was going on. Um, and I did watch like all of the stuff um, from this week's episode about the bi generation because I was like, I think this is a great idea. It also solved my problem of not wanting to watch it if David was going to regenerate again. Uh, so solved my problems. Thank you, Russell T Davies. Uh, I knew you were a real run. Uh, but I think it's a really clever idea. I mean, we're 60 years into this franchise. We've seen 13 regenerations and some others along the way of, you know, different characters and different things that have happened. Um, and I think this was a really clever way to um, bring something brand new into it. Uh, and I know a lot of people have kind of had their issues with it being like, well, this has never happened before. I'm like, well, yeah, but this is like a wibbly wobbly timey wimey show where just because we haven't seen something happen before doesn't mean it didn't happen before. And so I think that Russell has kind of brought something new in that opens up a lot of new avenues for them because now we can have 14 Donna adventures in Big Finish and they can do stuff there. And if something happens down the road that like warrants uh, 14 showing up like there's that opportunity for it and I think I think the franchise needed something like that and we know that David Tennant is like a fan favorite everyone loves him um, he's like a really solid stand-up guy as well so like he's a fairly safe person to have on the back burner to bring back in if you need that like ratings boost um, and I think that it also just like sets it up for like a, a good different take on the whole like time lord regeneration concept um and i think it's also 
suits the arc that 10 was on and the things that 10 never got to like fully experience. And now we kind of get that culmination for 14, which I think is really clever as well as the storytelling kind of attribute. Well, I think the the thing for me that is the most exciting is the fact that it's just, it's such a hard, it's a hard reboot point because uh, 15 at one point says uh, we're time Lords. We do therapy out of order. There's something about modern who that has been a near constant is basically since Ecclestein first showed up was the fact that we've had a doctor who is defined by trauma Mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and now seeing is how they seem to be sort of treating 15 and everything beyond as a new era they've even reset the season counter uh 15 is now season one as opposed to series i think there was like 14 or 15 yeah i think was what they were at uh it's it's a point where we can he 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 says we do therapy out of order because they're time lords and they can do that. And so 14 was his past technically. And so 14 can be hanging out with Donna doing what he needs to do to, you know, deal with his mental state. And then 15 has a, I don't want to say excuse, but that's the word that comes to mind to be able to not have to deal with, a ton of trauma and not have to deal with sort of this fractured mental state at all times and kind of go off and do its own thing, which when we saw the trailer for the Christmas special, you see 15 in a club, like dancing and having a good time, which is just something that I don't as fun as some of the past doctors have been. I don't see them at a nightclub. No, like having I mean, a good time. It's good just not him. <laughs> <laughs> which yeah good for him like i am a, i am very much excited to see what she got what brings to the role i think that it's going to be a fresh take on who i think that it's going to be uh divisive among some people cool. but <laughs> yeah i mean honestly i'm here for it uh yeah. so the by generation it does it does leave me a little concerned that they i am a little worried that they're going to lean on 14 whenever like the going gets tough they'll just bring tenet in and like that he'll just be there like their sort of fix all band-aid for situations which i i really don't want that to be the case um but i'm never gonna say no to uh more doctor and donna adventures and it it opens the door for the doctor and donna's daughter rose to have adventures they sort of they sort of hinted at that a little bit in the final scene of the episode uh so you know i think that it is something that is going to be a positive for the series it's just gonna take a little bit of getting used to yeah i'm excited i think it's good and i thought it was kind of entertaining that so many people were like losing their minds over stuff this weekend and i was like sci-fi is inherently progressive and forward thinking uh so if you're against uh progressiveness it's really funny to be a sci-fi fan um like even some of the more conservative like sci-fi writers still write incredibly progressive stories because that's like the basis of science fiction um is looking to a better inclusive like better world utopian yeah utopian world so it's it's very interesting to see those conversations on twitter um but also did you see uh you know talking about doctors um 
at a convention this weekend that Christopher Eccleston was like, he would be interested in doing big finish stuff, but only if they brought back Billy Piper's Rose, like for stories, which is like the first time in a long time that he's expressed any interest in anything Doctor Who, which was really exciting because I do love Nine very, very much. That is exceptionally exciting. I, I also very much love Nine. I always felt like, I felt like, Part of the reason why I always loved 10 was because 10 felt very much like these were at least the first like series with 10. I always felt like it was like these were meant to be Christopher Eccleston stories that like you just had to put 10 into yeah. as opposed to nine. Uh, so getting great. the it, having the opportunity to have any more nine stories, I think would be really, really good. And I, I do appreciate sort of the, the borderline change of heart that Eccleston has had because he was very vehemently like no more who like, I'm not, I'm not doing anything, anything more like that's, I, I'm not interested. So him being even remotely interested, even if it is just big finish stuff, uh, I think is, is fantastic. Now, now if we can just get Capaldi to be on board for doing more stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Give it time. He'll. They're all soften up. Yeah, they all eventually come back. I mean, they all got bills to pay. I think that was part of Eccleston's joke was like, I mean, I have more, I mortgage to pay. So if somebody wants me, yeah, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> He's got to pay for the pool because we know that his Marvel, his Marvel paychecks aren't coming. Uh... <laughs> Anyways, it is an exciting time to be a Doctor Who fan. And it's an exciting time to be a fan of Collider because we're doing all kinds of fun stuff. Uh We've got videos coming out. We've got shorts coming out. We got social media posts, all sorts of stuff. We're all over the place. People are, people are doing fun interviews. Maggie's got some interviews coming down the pipeline. I don't know if she wants to talk to them, talk about them or not. But the point is, there's good stuff coming down the line. So just be sure to pay attention to Collider.com and all of our associated socials and platforms and everything. And you know everything that's out there, you're gonna see some great stuff. I will say uh, I wasn't on the episode yesterday, so I didn't get to see this. But thank you very much for 50 episodes. This is this is our 51st. Yesterday was our 50th episode. Uh, it has been incredibly, incredibly fun doing this show. It is something that I look forward to each and every day. Even when I'm not on, I'm looking forward to dailies because if I'm not on the episode, I'm watching the episode. Uh, so it is something that I'm incredibly grateful for. And that is all because of people like you watching this uh, episode right now, whether it's live or the VOD, or you're listening to it on any of the numerous audio platforms that is released on. Thank you very much. I got a little soft there at the end. You did. You sounded a bit like a PBS sponsor. And I, you know, thank you to sponsors like you, um, which I really <laughs> appreciate it. Which if you are listening to us on one of the numerous podcasting, um, you know, sites, don't forget to give us a, you know, a thumbs up, a rating, a review that really helps continue to get us out there to new listeners. So force all your friends and family to listen and watch and all that lock them in a room and be like, you're watching today's dailies. <laughs> if you've got long trips, you know, download some episodes and listen to them on the go. All of them from beginning to end, all 51 episodes. 51 episodes, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, Maggie and I will be back tomorrow where we will be talking about stuff. Uh, So tune in for that. Uh, Until then, though, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.